everybody. Welcome to Left Look. This is the week of July 2nd. No, August 2nd. Oof. There and, you go. Uh, yeah, we are coming to you, not live, but we're coming to you <laughs> from wherever we are. Oh, we're, we're, we're going. That was really good. I didn't get to hear the intro Thanks. music this time. I feel uh, really sad. Oh, no? Yeah. I oh, wasn't going to say anything. Don't don't worry about it, but like I do enjoy the intro music. Um, yeah, I was only thinking about giving you your title in the in the pre-chats before the game started here because uh-huh. uh, you know on this the the main left YouTube uh, thing I watch uh, the the majority report with Sam Cedar and they uh, they have a bunch of YouTube channels that branch off from it but uh, they give this one guy uh, the title super producer and he does everything that you do you know he fucking he runs the show <laughs> but you're right you do way more than that you pay for everything you keep the lights on you're amazing man just oh, thank you. I'm gonna give you that. I mean, hole. you're you're giving me a little too much credit too quickly, but uh, yeah, it is. I mean, I just do it because I wanted to see if it could be done, and it can be done. It can be done. What? It, why didn't you think it could be done? I don't know. It's a lot of work. Well, I mean, it's not that much work, really. But I mean, it's a little bit amount of work. You got to put the the files together every week, and I'm sure. It's a pain in the ass uploading them to each of the sites, the social medias. And things yeah, like every week, or maybe every other week sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> right. We I guess really we've done eight episodes in. over two years, so. <laughs> yeah. Every week is really generous. Like, we're yeah. getting better. We are getting better, and we're having fun, and that's what's important. I think we're like 4% on that, if that's correct. Anyways, I have a bit <laughs> about the Pope. And it's uh, it's not going to stand the test of time of political correctness, and but okay, neither did the Catholic Church. So well, that's fine. this is the problem. You see, I think the Catholic Church is the victim of cancel culture right now. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I uh, I can't help but notice that these people, well, Pope Frank was over here doing his little tour, uh, started to demand things. You know, when when they get a face to face time. Uh, uh, socialists and anarchists they get out the magnifying glass and they go to work on the on the scriptures and the, the texts, anything they can find so they can throw out the most biting arguments they can against you and one that I found really interesting that a lot of uh, activist groups were throwing at Pope Frank was to get rid of the doctrine of discovery or something like oh, this, yeah. you heard yeah, about yeah, this? Yeah. yeah and I was thinking about it and uh, there's some absurdities involved in it that make me laugh if they did cancel the doctrine of discovery does that mean that catholics are forbidden from uh engaging in spacefaring activities <laughs> and are we going to practice spacefaring activities in some kind of other way than the doctrine of discovery uh you know uh proscribes in our in our spacefaring activities, I don't know. I'm not being serious with this, obviously, right? And I'm not trying to discredit the or uh, diminish the genocide of natives, but I can't think what a, a a hollow and symbolic victory that would be over such a powerful banking institution, and what yeah. little fucking cogent value it will have in an argument. And so I thought I would remark upon it just for a joke, just for a giggle. <laughs> It is kind of moot now. Yeah. Like there's no more there's land. No more, yeah. What are you gonna go take and those Indians that live off the the uh, you know the coast of India? There's that unexplored island that someone goes to to die every once in a while. <laughs> yep. I mean, you go there, I guess, and enforce that genocidal fucking doctrine. But other than that, shit's about done by now. I think they're. Mm-hmm. Maps filled in. Peoples live where they do. Cultures are all literate, and now we can have nuclear wars with each other eventually. It's just <laughs> what it is. Yeah. I, I suppose on the flip side of that, if you really want Catholics to go to space, you should re- you should really get back into that. You should you should start bringing that into mass. Like, hey, folks. By the way, uh, there's planets out there without <laughs> Jesus on them. Yeah. We gotta fix that. We uh. We were looking at it, and it, it didn't say 
that Christianity had to be spread to all four corners of the globe, but all four corners of the firmament. And I don't know if you know this, but the firmament is the ancient word for space. And uh-huh. so we got to go fucking make a space empire. That's my Catholic pitch. It's... Yeah, I mean, that's what the Pope wants. It's, yeah, if that's what the Pope wants, then that's what the Pope's going to get. <laughs> Let's stuff him in a cannon and launch him out there. Come on. I, I would. Have... If he's not willing to take the first step, what kind of Pope is he? I, I think uh, we're going to really miss Pope Frank. And uh, we're going to... Agreed. We're going to be joking about uh, a pope not fucking uh, willing to make the first step uh, in a year or two from now is going to feel really dark because the next pope's going to be really fascistic, I think. Really reactionary. Probably. Yeah, at this rate. It, well, it's just the way it goes, right? The, the pope is a parliamentary system like any other, and it's made up of the most reactionary elements of society. You know, uh, what's the word... Uh, Men who uh, old men s- for sw- uh, men who swear celibacy in uh, public too. Like, so <laughs> the only yeah, thing you... worse are, are eunuchs. Yeah, <laughs> we don't even let them be anymore. Eunuchs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had their time. We got rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah. we're just ignoring that you, people needed to be enslaved to a, like a monarch for that to be, uh, be a societal <laughs> function. Like, no, we got we got rid of them. <laughs> yeah, the eunuchs uh, appeared in China, right, as a mm-hmm. as a system, and the Byzantines uh, caught wind of it when they were. Uh, you know, interacting mostly for silk, mm-hmm. and they were yeah. like, "That's a great system," and they took it. And they're two big empires on either side of the earth, cutting people's dicks off for their bureaucracy at around the same time. I don't know. It's a comment on the human condition, in my opinion. Yeah, and just what human beings will do as they organize. Yeah. Fucking ants. Yep. There's your segue. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I wanted to do the BBC bit first. So I've do the what? So uh, I I listened to this thing called LBC, which is a, I think a subsidiary of the BBC, and it's called Leading Britain's Conversation. It's a radio talk show, and okay. th- it goes 24 hours a day. But I only tune in for this one guy. His name's James O'Brien, and he's basically my UK news source. Not important. I don't know why. Everyone's got to have one. I like to have a UK news source because of the way I view the world, the UK is still integral to uh, world politics. They're still a world empire because of their financial shadow empire. Anyways, and, you know, they still maintain pretty uh, substantial uh, hard power aspects to them, too. They, they've just recently upgraded the first division to be... Uh, more lethal and more transportable anywhere on earth with the challenger threes and the anyways um you're you're losing me here i i listen (laughs) you're you're losing yourself yeah well that's fine i didn't i didn't even catch where we're going with this conversation i haven't even put it down yet i listen to this top radio talk show right and a commercial comes on and this commercial is uh what i think at first is an anti-gambling commercial it's like you know, maybe you put too much down, man, or maybe you don't know uh, when to quit or something like that. It doesn't fucking matter. It changes in a heartbeat. It goes, well, if you get this app, it'll recommend you how much you can bet based on your finances, right? It let it, it'll go into your uh, your your banking app with your permission. Ooh. Check how much money you have and be like, this is what you can bet tonight. <laughs> Isn't that Jeez. fucking dystopian? I was like, "Yeah, man, that's so dark. That's so dark. People are just completely deprived of free will and function in that system. Just like it's just a tax. It's a tax to yeah. whatever mob boss owns that." And uh, I really thought that was really good. Well, at least it's, it's not letting you bet on credit. I guess it's, it kind of sounds like the same thing. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Either way, you have no money. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, you have a lot of money. Bet a lot. Ooh, you don't have a lot of money. You should still bet. You should still gamble, yeah. 
But anyways, I, I'm gonna use this to segue a little bit. I, uh, wait, wait, wait. I'm go gonna ahead. segue to not you, because I have a fun anecdote. Yep. On a similar topic. Uh, I was I was looking. For, this is this will sound silly. I was looking for jobs the other day, just out of morbid curiosity. Yeah. Uh, I hopped on Indeed, checked out. Um, you know, work from home. Mm-hmm. You know, jobs one person can do from home. Right. And I'm scrolling through. There were some interesting ones, but one that caught my attention was from. Uh, it's not really important the company. It's more what they did that was interesting. Uh, it was an entry level job, and so well, I clicked on it. Uh, they were hiring individuals who would act as an intermediary between. Uh, I don't. I don't want to. Uh, there's not a good word to say that isn't like bad that doesn't have a negative (laughs) connotation to it right but you would act as an intermediary between some you know a boss uh, a a high executive yeah and you would almost act as a uh, like an admin almost an administrative admin Mm -hmm. and you would be in charge of basically running all of their correspondence Oh my god! And okay, and like so a, a big part assistant? of the job was answering learning. emails. Yeah, yeah. So, so you you would get to know this person, get to know this individual, and then respond to all of their emails, all of their texts, <laughs> all of their like anything that could be hidden behind a screen. You would pretend to be them so that they didn't have to deal with the mundane task. How of, much they pay? You know, how much t- that pay? Oh, not very well. I think it was uh, it was twenty an hour. An hour. The 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 pitch, you know, wasn't the worst kind of thing. Uh, the the pitch was that you could kind of make your own hours and you could make more money if you worked really hard and weaseled your way into more people's like circles. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so if you could if you could grease the wheel and you know get five or six of these, uh, you know running out of time bosses yeah yeah you could you could make bank for sure wow that's uh yeah dystopian and gross yeah (laughs) so messed up i mean personal existed or personal assistants have existed for a while right yeah but like at at least the the abuse of that is hidden and hard to fucking uh legislate against this is a this is a business that's on the internet it's right there for anyone to see like yeah, and a it's a willing thing. Version. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure this uh, yeah, company's you'd... taxed. Like, oh yeah, yeah. It, it, it was a a legitimate looking business out of Halifax. Not legitimate, but yeah, gross. That's really gross, man. Thank you for that anecdote. Yeah. It was. Uh... It was. Uh, it was frightening. <laughs> it shocked me a little bit. It's right on cue with what I'm uh, aiming at, though, right? Is that we're heading to more and more authoritarian times, right? And, yeah, absolutely. And I, uh, I have another little joke I'm doing here. I don't mean this, people. I'm just frustrated. But uh, I, uh, I'm, I want to live in a more Singaporean authoritarian uh, society. If I have to live in an authoritarian <laughs> society, did you know they fucking give all sorts of credits to people who do well in uh, any kind of academics? They, uh, and like will uh, give you money to uh, get a vasectomy or get a get a, some kind of procedure done if you're like stupid oh wow <laughs> wow yeah. Yeah, I think <laughs> I read just a couple minutes ago that 90% of their population lives in public housing yeah we're going real that's incredible we're going real dark here tonight people uh, Singapore right now because I'm angry just for tonight I'll, I'll take this back tomorrow is my ideal society <laughs> I don't believe that. They're gross. Uh, did you know? I don't... You know who the prime minister of uh, Singapore is right now? Nope. It's, it, uh-uh. Lee Kuan Yew's son, and Lee Kuan Yew is prime minister from like 1960 until like he died in 2010 or something like that, and now his son's uh-uh. prime minister. It's like an authoritarian dictatorship of these Chinese immigrants. That are out. <laughs> well, like historically, Singapore has had Chinese immigrants from like hundreds and hundreds of years, and so right. the, the ethnic population is the Malays that are there, and the Singaporeans who are like 
this Chinese group that had ethnic ties to Britain for a couple hundred years that are now taking on more Chinese immigrants. And I don't know where I was going now because you made me sound like I was being anti-Chinese anti again. No, so I had to sorry. defend myself. I was thinking, we, we also have uh, a president's son in charge of our country right now. I just thought that was kind of a funny parallel. Oh, well, fuck. I, uh, I, I don't <laughs> mind a little dynasticism because it's excusable, right? But Pierre Elliott Trudeau was not Lee Kuan Yew. Uh, Pierre yeah. Elliott Trudeau ruled for what? I think it was 16 years, something like that, right? Lee Kuan Yew mm -hmm. served for 60 goddamn years. <laughs> he had people killed all the time, suspended rights all the time. Uh, but, you know, like, he, I, he also... I don't think that's served anymore. You don't think what? He didn't... That's not serving. That's just... That's just a dictatorship, my dude. It is yeah, a dictatorship, but he brought such prosperity to his people at the same time. It's like, it's hard to argue with his successes in my head sometimes. But, you know, he did it at the expense of the world, and he did it by joining the American Empire and becoming a like a willing servant of it, right? Like, you, the American Department of Defense talks about its greatest allies, and it's mm -hmm. always Singapore is in the fucking top of the list. They are, a, they are a militarized city-state that it could defeat most countries. <laughs> but, um... Damn. Anyways, he did this by, you know, being a dictator, being in, in control, and mostly he, uh, he created this command society where you have to join the army, and you have to try to go to university, and then there's all these tax credits involved with uh, your successes in both of these things. And then once you're on the other side of that, he took these all these hyper-educated people that he had taken, and he deflated their wages uh, intentionally on the international market so he could build up technological industries within Singapore. So Singapore's got like its own arms industry, its own tech industry, and it's a fucking city state, right? It's like a it's like six kilometers wide or some nonsense like that, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Honestly I don't think I could even pick out Singapore on a map. No way you can pick it's the most it's the strategically most important uh, place on earth. One. I would have to I'd have to do some scanning. And it's uh, I'm gonna I'll point it out, I'll point it out to you in a second. Uh, no, I'm gonna Google it. North of Australia, south of East Asia, it's like the little phlegm thing, the little uh, dangling thing at the back of your throat. What's that called? Your uvula, the uvula of Asia. <laughs> what a flattering title. It is the most valuable real estate on earth, easily far and away. Uh, Winston Churchill uh, lost the. Oh yeah, okay. Winston Churchill lost the British Empire when he lost that place. Yeah. Uh, it it sits on the Straits of Gibraltar, which are like the, the most traversed shipping lanes of all time. Everybody knows that. Not, Not Gibraltar, but sorry, yeah, yeah. Malacca is what it's called. Yeah. Gibraltar. Thank you for catching that. <laughs> Just spread more disinformation <laughs> on the fucking internet that's okay it's a disinformation podcast or maybe a misinformation podcast depending on where you get your information i smoke a lot of weed people like i, I know some <laughs> things but don't take me as wise ever please anyways um i don't know where i was uh you were going to talk about how the city sits on an importing sh shipping lane right shipping and lanes. as such can say no you can't come in exactly you can, uh, and so you can block basically food and oil going to Asia, and they need that shit. And so that's that's its uh, first thing that makes it super valuable. Its second thing that makes it super valuable is it's attached to Malaysia, which is like the strip of land behind it that forms like kind of a teardrop shape before it closes back into a, a narrow strip of land before expanding back out into Asia. The teardrop, mm -hmm. the teardrop shape. I don't know why. I've always just assumed like a diamond meteorite struck exactly there, but all of the most valuable materials on the face of the planet are found there in just ridiculous abundance. Iron, copper, nickel, oil, anything you could name, it's there. And it's for the take gold, it's right there. And you can get it lots of it. And so anyways, <laughs> it's the wait, most Wait, wait, wait. What about love? Uh, what about love, Jacob? Come on. I don't know. I think the Malaysians are a little pissed about not owning this Singapore. So not a lot of love over there. 
haven't haven't hasn't that always been the case weren't they furious when singapore ditched or no they kicked them out didn't they no that's they, like they their were, independence no they were both british right yeah and then the japs came in and took them all uh in and the british you know the way the british ruled everything they have the colonial office and they'll try and separate each uh, province up by nationalities that way everything's nicely smoothly run with mm -hmm. minimal interference right so Singapore was its own little governance as a city, and then there's another city up straight called Penang, I'm pretty sure, don't quote me, that also had its own governance. And then uh, the strait itself had its uh, a governor uh, uh, detached from that. Anyways, the Japanese come in, invade, take over the whole fucking peninsula, and when, the, when they're liberated, finally the Malays don't want to go back under British rule and the British mm. spend the next like 20 years just like viciously uh, killing them from Singapore. Oh. They have Singapore pretty fucking controlled and then like in the 50s, early 60s they're like, alright, we give up this helicoptering and killing people in the ju uh, jungle is looking bad on the news. We're done with that. And so they left. And so they uh, set up uh, the Malaysians in charge of everything but Singapore. And this guy, this Lee Kuan Yew figure, just manages to fucking create a, this micro-state. You know, it, Singapore is undeveloped at this time. And it, today it's skyscrapers and mm -hmm. integrated defense systems and, you know, huge shipping, lane, shipping uh, ports. I keep talking about lanes. Anyways. But that that is what you were talking about, to get back on topic. No, no, the, uh, the, the point is that's why it's valuable to America, right? That's why it's uh. the most valuable place on Earth. It's the most strategically valuable place on Earth. And so that's why I guess you can never give credit to Lee Kuan Yew and the Singaporean model of authoritarianism, that it, like, it does kind of emulate the communism that I want in the world, which or socialism, I guess I, I, should, I should say, which is, like, mm. there's uh, your inducted into some kind of draft system at a young age you were tested in various means and then you were applied to work uh in that the ways that you are deemed to best perform and then you are fucking rewarded after you are done that uh service with a life of ease and luxury and pursuit of fucking pleasures i think that should be it you know a uh, a a public slavery a public service <laughs> that you have no choice about and then the people who are ambitious will just stick around naturally and that will give you your professionals and then the people who don't can just fucking live a life in a fucking apartment just chill yeah. food taken care of them water taken care of them just everything you, you really get the from each according to their needs or from each according to their abilities part with that model yeah and that that sounds good that, I, that, I really like that about it too but we always so anyways getting back to why we got to re reject Lee Kuan Yew is because he did that on the backs of the American fascism right American empire which you know is keeping and depressing global wages by enforcing their hegemony yeah anyways yeah but what are you gonna do nothing just talk shit on the fucking internet Yep, and uh, is there another Southeast Asian country we want to talk shit about? Is there another one that the American hegemony, hegemony, the hedge, the one that their hedge is all over? You guys remember Over the Hedge? Oh boy, do I ever! Man, I gotta rewatch that. Oh, what a ride! I love that movie. Um, it's just excellent such a fucking there's like such snide commentary about fucking suburban culture in it too right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh I'm, I'm trying to remember the exterminator's name he had a real great handle uh it's not coming to me give it a google yeah you you check that out yeah we'll, all right uh, you guys do a second we'll I'll, I'll be right back we'll move on to taiwan yeah, uh, Taiwan. We got to stick on your segue for a second, though, because I'm pretty sure American uh, official policy is that uh, the one China uh, policy is uh, official doctrine, so they don't see t the Republic of China as 
the Republic of China. They see it as a separate state or have for a while or something like that. I'm going to Google it. I don't know anything on this. Yeah. Uh, just on segues. Ty want to talk about Nancy Pelosi and her trip. Yeah, you talk about it. What's your view on the whole thing? Oh, I don't actually want to. I just wanted to say Taiwan. <laughs> I don't know. She's going to go there and I guess just to piss off the Chinese. I don't really know. Didn't she did she just arrive quite recently? I think so. I think it was today. Yeah, like within a few hours. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Is she going to talk about semiconductors? Is that yeah, the point? Yeah, obviously. Right? The, what do the what do the Taiwanese do, right? Nothing. Trips. They survive and they make micro trips. That's all they do in the news. And so she's not going there because she's like interested in fucking strategic command all of a sudden. I could, <laughs> I cannot point to one instance in all of Nancy Pelosi's career where she's fucking doing something about, uh, in she's politicking in a way for uh, the strategic benefit of the United States is like the immediate goal, right? Like, yeah, doesn't exist. So she's doing something for the uh, the internal politicking of America. It's got to be microchips, and she's uh, looking to poach some people or something, or looking to to assure the Taiwanese that they'll maintain their uh, their economy, which is completely based on this microchip industry. And I think the Taiwanese don't need any assurance because they're the best at what they do and they'll remain the best at what they do for a while to come you know yeah what they spend the americans like 64 billion on Eight, more than subsidies? that 80 billion or something like that 80 billion dollars wow Jesus christ uh sorry i this is what i was looking for that the thing they kept saying in the uh in the Ch- the chinese uh, ambassador the uh, the chinese uh one second. What's his? What's the title? Uh, whatever ambassador do, will do, and the American ambassador. We're both uh, referring to these, which is uh, that the United States has a long-standing one-China policy, which is guided by the Taiwan Relations Act, and the three U.S. joint uh, chi- U.S.-China joint communiques, and the six assurances. It's just such a China-sounding fucking thing. They they love their <laughs> the three, the six, the the five. They they all they love those. Uh, those mystical numbers yeah no no not like bullet point uh uh oh. bu- they they, <laughs> uh, they they love the bullet point where you can be like and then point to like some grand sweeping idea like the nationalism democracy and, and, and like everyone in china for the last 200 years is guilty of it chiang kai-shek uh mao they all they all point to like w- we have the three principles we have the th- it's it's ridiculous. I don't know. It must be a linguistic thing. But anyways, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google these things because I don't know what the Ch- uh, Taiwan Relations Act is. And I okay. don't know what these communiques are. And I'm pretty yeah. sure what it's going to say is that technically uh, China's not – sorry, the Republic of China is not a country is what this is going to technically tell me. If I... Yeah, you you check that out. DJ, did you find the exterminator's name? Oh, did I ever? He calls himself the Verminator. The Verminator. Uh, but his real name, as I, I'm pretty sure it doesn't say in the movie. I don't remember it anyways. His real uh, name is Dwayne Lafontaine. Lafontaine. Yeah, and boy <laughs> is he a looker. Oh, man, that's yeah. good. Um, on topic, though, I... Uh, I didn't really delve into the article, but uh, it was it was among the same headlines with you know Nancy Pelosi lands in Taiwan. Uh, it's China just announced, uh, hey, we're doing trip shipping drills. We're gonna do them all week, just yeah. around Taiwan. Yeah, they're gonna be launching missiles into the sea around them too. And yeah, they're gonna be doing all sorts of nonsense. But in my opinion, it's just the fucking gorillas, you know, beating their chests at each other. Nothing's oh, going yeah. down. These these no, cats no. don't want to fight. Um, no, it's just it's it's show and tell. Yeah, yeah. Like, we should do a, a an episode about my opinion on what the uh, the uh, the Taiwan Chinese fight would uh, end up as, and uh, the Chinese are simply just not ready for that kind of fight. And so it's just not happening. But anyways, so the six assurances, but the three communiques. Yeah, so 
the six assurances and the three communiques uh, say nothing, right? As I thought they would, because the uh, they always say nothing when it, it comes to a number meaning a political thing in China. But this, the Taiwan Relations Act, can tell you quickly what uh, what is going on. The, the definition of uh, Taiwan, the act does not recognize the terminology of Republic of China after the 1st of January 1979, but uses the terminology of governing authorities on Taiwan. And then also at the same time, provides that the act authorizes de facto, meaning de facto means in reality, whereas de jure means in law. Uh, mm -hmm. So the uh, act authorizes de facto relations with the governing authorities on Taiwan, giving special uh, powers as though they were a de facto embassy. Cool. Right. Oh. So they see them both as countries, but only mainland oh, no, no. China? Only mainland China? China is a country. Only. Oh. Actually, I, the, it, it might even be uh, more obtuse than that. It, it might be like only mainland China can... A claim to nationhood or something like that it would it, they mm -hmm. would split hairs on something like that and that they're one country or they're one nation or i don't know exactly how the words break down but but taiwan has governance as a yeah place they're the governing authorities of taiwan it's basically like how the british uh recognize the uh confederates during the civil war but they didn't recognize them as a country. Right? Uh. You, uh, and basically that's all that a country is, right? Is recognition from other countries. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not a country and you interact with a country, you get destroyed, right? That's the way countries interact with people. They rip them apart and they take their resources. And that's how imperialism ended. We ran out of places for countries to go other than against each other. Right, and that yeah. well, I say it. Anyway. Or to you know sprout as tumors. Yeah, it, it apotheosized when the Americans uh, gained super dominance, and we're just like we're gonna pretend the game's over, but like we're still playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I uh, I don't really think have anything to say. Uh, I, I I guess I don't I couldn't do an episode about China and Taiwan, but um. China and Taiwan, China cannot invade Taiwan. It's like a ridiculous uh, distance. It's it's like a hundred kilometers or something like that. And the history of the failures of invasions of Taiwan are numerous and plenty plentiful. They're they're tracked with records of like freak weather accidents and supply issues and there's only two places you can land on the whole island so they can completely mass on these two places and also just the chinese technological readiness right they i think they have three marine uh, brigades which are fully updated and ready for uh amphibious combat and you know mm -hmm. that that means they have the ability to transport themselves uh, keep their supply up and uh, they're also mechanized, and they have some sort of ability to, to fight a modern war. And a brigade's not a lot. It's like 6,500 6, men, maybe 6,000 men. So Yeah, you know, just a paltry amount. Well, <laughs> you think about it, right? Uh, I think the the one of the Chinese dynasties failed to invade Taiwan with something like 500,000 men one time, right? Yeah. The Taiwanese will fight every, for every inch of that fucking land, and they'll fight in series of trenches with fucking civilians firing bottle rockets that blow up tanks from them, right? It, it will be brutal combat. I, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, it, I, I, I think a big part of... Yeah, that triple stutter was bad. Um, I think a big part of viewing this as a, as a situation, like a serious situation is from my knowledge that taiwan doesn't see themselves as chinese no they, they see themselves as the republic of china don't they yeah but well uh, like modernly uh there's a lot of of taiwan about, as it's are you talking about ethnically because they there is a yeah there is a people on the on, oh on taiwan. yeah of course of course like that but but as as a modern you know idea of like you know 
the governance of Taiwan, the, the people of Taiwan, you know, there have been now generations living, you know, born and oh, well, I, died I know, on dude. the island. I, I don't, I have trouble calling the Ukrainians a different people, right? And they, or I have trouble calling, uh, I don't know, the Belarusians are different people, or the, the separate Yugoslavians uh, different peoples, or the, the Scandinavians even different peoples, right? They're... I think you're you're compartmentalizing way too broadly. I don't know. There's there's such a there's such a beautiful nuance to different cultures that people are willing to die for, obviously. You know, yeah. look at what's going on in Europe right now. Just because they're willing to die for it doesn't mean that it's they're will they were willing to die for it at one point doesn't mean they're willing to die for it anymore i don't know i don't know what i'm that was a terrible response yeah well, that was awful <laughs> i think that i think that certifies more what i was trying to say yeah if they were willing to you know they're definitely going to right now they've they've had time to you know Stew. let their yeah let their culture ferment and the longer taiwan chills out just being its own thing the more they're just gonna go you know what yeah we're we're just taiwan i don't know they you know the, yeah. the longer north and south korea stay apart the longer they're gonna go uh mm, unified korea is looking a little shifty i don't know i bet you korea unifies within our lifetime that'd be um, something it could definitely happen you know I bet i'm just there would be there would be a lot of tension there would be a lot of cultural dissonance from generations of people living under the oppression of money and the people living under the impression of a despot a, 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 things you know can, a things, fear monger things can change so fast right uh, there are predictions that the south korean uh, economy will completely collapse within the, ne the next decade right and what if they face economic and population collapse they'll willingly submit to the chinese and merge with the north koreans right you, I, i'm not predicting that but uh you never know. It's an Hist avenue that they could History go down is so for sure. Fickle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this whole war in Ukraine thing has really opened the door to like anything can happen now. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the We've got war in Europe again. Exactly. The forces of American imperialism are now spread too thin to contain it everywhere. Right? So mm -hmm. And uh the the empires of old Europe are starting to, you know, wake up a little bit too. They're like, "Ah, the Americans are going home, are they? Time to get back to sport. And, uh, yeah. I, uh, you're right. It is the Ukraine war. The Ukraine war has been particularly brutal this month. Anybody been following? Not closely. Not, really. Not me either, closely. There are some people who, you know, they know which units are on every front, and some of them know the commanders. It's gross. It's like, Guys, yeah, Twitter just, just constantly trying to vomit it in my face. Get a hobby. But it, anyways, it looks like the uh, the Russians had a really good month against the Ukrainians. Mm. The, uh, the Ukrainians are running out of artillery shells is what I'm reading. And that the Russians have adopted a industrial war policy, which is to engage in an artillery duel until they run out of artillery shells and then launch a massive offensive. So I assume mm -hmm. an offensive is coming. I was uh, I assumed this war would wind down where the uh, the fronts solidified, but I was wrong. Mm -hmm. I think I think there's going to be an offensive now because uh, why else do that, right? Why else try and grind down their artillery potential unless you're ready for the attack? Cause... Yeah, unless you're just trying to, you know play the morale game you know grind down their resolve and just say all right you're living in rubble now like give us the stuff we took nation states yeah. don't break man like they uh especially with something like that you're talking about like firebombing a populace into fucking getting in line it just doesn't work it's been proven the uh the populations just go numb like dresden and Japan, all of Japan being firebombed, the populations weren't willing to, uh, to surrender. They were willing to fight on. They had to be told to surrender. It's always going to come down to negotiation in my hand, in my mind. Uh, you know. Yeah, well, that's that's what I mean. You know, they're going to cause such a calamity that 
the leaders are going to get together and just, oh, hey, could you maybe stop? Like, everyone's just going to die if you keep killing us. Like, here, just take it. Yeah, take those two republics. Like, yeah, I or don't, whatever. I don't they think they're going to stop there now. The Russians have suffered so many casualties. I think the British report that they've suffered 20,000 dead, you know, and then Jeez. multiply that for wounded, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, what they've taken, in my opinion, uh, cannot be justified by that many sacrificed. You know, he won't be able to turn to the mothers and the husbands and the sons and whatever all these mm-hmm. fucking people all these connections you won't be able to say that was what that was worth it that's what we did right and you won't be able to hide it either because it's no. just so many people and russia does not have that many people anymore right especially young people in their fit prime like that yeah it might be worth it just to have air quotes humiliated the united states did he like, humiliate just to say we got away with this like he he yeah, I think that was uh, a development, and I think it's going to provoke the Polish into doing something stupid that will, uh, <laughs> you know, the Polish are historically not smart strategically, uh, but... Uh, yeah. Putting their country there was a big mistake. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a great place to be. I'll give them that. But they look like they're being more and more, uh, I don't know, bellicose... Uh, antagonistic with the the russians like they're looking to pick a fight because they have claims on the area right i don't know if you remember but at, at the end of world war ii uh stalin took a third of poland and in recompense he gave them a third of germany right mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, and they maintain their uh claims on all that land that they lost you know major cities like uh lviv and uh minsk and you know major cities yeah and so uh they want that shit back. And if the Russians are going to be losing wars to the Ukrainians, they might try and take it back. But the problem is they're a NATO member state. If they get in a fight with the Russians, NATO has become an obsolete document, right? Because we're not getting in a fight with the Russians because the Polish want to. That's fucking yeah. crazy, right? We don't want NATO the insurance. Pol- well, NATO insurance only applies to defensive doctrines. You're right. But uh, yeah. we don't do offensive doctrines. Or else the whole thing about alliances kind of falls apart, right? The, oh, yeah. The U.S. does offensive doctrine, doc, uh, sorry, offensive actions. Don't get me wrong, uh, Iraq, Afghanistan. I'm talking, but I am adopting the imperialist mindset here and uh, viewing nations as uh, first and second rate. Right? You only uh, get counted if you're among the club. Right? If you're in the power mm-hmm. club. And they yeah. don't they don't fight each other anymore. We don't do that. It's not cool. And so, uh, or you do it economically and culturally. Yeah, and it's only we only don't do that because the uh, the Americans have been so dominant, right? That they're in charge. There's no fighting when there's somebody in charge. But if the Polish start going and picking their own fights, then that means the Americans are not in charge anymore, right? Like, yeah. Yep. It was always a mistake to let the eastern countries into NATO, in my opinion. The expansion made the Russians feel threatened, and the Russians were always going to have to fight these wars. They were always going to do it. And we could have killed as many Russians sending weapons to these countries without the threat of total nuclear annihilation on my fucking doorstep every day. (laughs) Surprise. Yeah. It's not a baby. That's a nuke. (laughs) Mein Gott. Oh, mein Gott. Eine Nuken. <laughs> ich bin eine Nuken. <laughs> makes me want to watch uh, Doctor Strange Love again. I love that movie. Oh, man. I love that for you, but I hate that movie. What? Why? <laughs> it's, I made DJ just, watch it too early. It was just... It was just stupid it was just two hours of like very pointless conversations and then somebody gets upset and drops a nuke yeah i think you missed like you watched it very young then because the the, it's all this commentary on society commentary it's so good i I want to watch cowboys save damsels in distress i think every general in the movie has a uh 
a name that's a euphemism for a penis. Yeah. Oh. It's, How crass. It's so funny. And... <laughs> it is it is a comedy, ostensibly. It it's definitely a comedy. But the lines well, it's between not a very and... funny one. <laughs> the lines between comedy and tragedy fucking blur. But um anyways, uh Yeah, so that's why everything's fucked in Taiwan and China and America, but it's gonna be fine. These ant hills aren't fighting each other yet, but uh, they are ant hills, and that's why I'm going to turn to my last bit tonight, which is we're going to talk about super uh, super structures, super constructions, but uh, mm-hmm. and uh, how they remind me of ants too. But uh, how I got there, how I was thinking about it, uh, I was watching these uh, ASMR videos. I'm, I'm going to admit to the world freely. And uh, Oof. Oof, I know it's a bad look. It's a bad look, but uh, I feel like a lot of people do it these days. They do, but yeah. it, there there's a segment of society that is uh, uh, overly represented in power that uh, thinks that those people are bitches. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, uh, the uh, the KUKs in Austria. That's what I've got written here. I was watching a video about. Um, this woman was doing a, a a whispered inspection of the old uh, what's the uh, the the royal branch of Austria Hungary. What's their the oof fuck me. I got nothing. The Habsburgs. Habsburgs. Oh yeah. Oh the family. Sorry, I could have helped you if, if I knew what you were talking about. I said the royal house. Whatever. Yeah, the house. Yeah, I, was, I thought you I meant like the institution of it. My bad. <laughs> That's my bad. I guess. I, whatever. Uh. Anyways, she's uh, she's got this like cartoon map of the uh, the the main palace, right? And it's one palace, and then they like built another palace three hundred feet from it, and then they built mm-hmm. a church uh, in a triangular direction from that, and then they built in the centuries between that blocks of palaces connecting it, right? And it looks so confused and fucking. Uh, weirdly yeah weirdly spread out they've got an area uh where they can run horses in the winter and right next to it the area where they run horses for the summer and uh it's in between where uh the uh, prince generally lives and where the king generally lives right it's like the crown Mm -hmm. prince and the king so that they've got some space from each other and they've got horses in between them it's just it's like an and ants organizing chimps. It's, it was so fascinating to me watching it, watching this video. And then she had another video where she looked at all the trains in Central Europe, uh, the year 1907, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't Sorry. know. No, please continue. No, you ask I'm your just, question. I don't have anything. I'm just, I need clarification. These are still asthma videos. Yeah. So like somebody whispering somebody's whispering. Yeah, I like okay. my I like my educational ASMR videos because I am fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got uh, ADHD. I need to be stimulated all the time, right? Like. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. But um. Yeah. Anyway, so she's tracing the train tracks of Central Europe. It's a map that cuts off uh, southern Italy, cuts off all of Spain, but it's got most of France, all of Germany, and most of the Holy Roman Empire in it. You know, most of Austria-Hungary. Mm-hmm. But the train tracks are like a little circle around Vienna, right? And then they branch out to like she was telling the the history of it, and right, like she was explaining it like it was just like so wonderful and so uh folksy but like they built the first train track out to this uh, area to the north that was really rich with resources and then they built mm. two train tracks one from the north and one from the south to budapest which is the uh the capital of the hungarian part of the empire right so uh-huh. that they could constantly keep them down and then they beat built these little spindles out to the other parts of the empire and it just looked so much like an anthill in the exact moment of that and i was like and they've got even within the anthill of the greater train train track train tracks blah blah they've got the imperial palace anthill which is you know just a smaller sorry a smaller version of that fucking mindset of applying uh thought to that um map to that idea of the world anyways it's all just fractals yeah people are crazy but anyways uh 
and it, it made me think about uh, people being ants and building shit like they're ants, right? And I looked into some mega mm-hmm. constructions that were going on right now, and there's just some wild shit. Like, the Saudis plan to make a, a city out of one mm-hmm. building that can fit oh. 9 million people. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta give it up for the, the bi- Saudis. The big, long one? Is that yeah, the one you're talking about? It's called yeah. the line, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Crazy. So ridiculous. I mean, they got the money. Apparently, they uh, Tiger Woods turned down $800 million from uh, the Crown Prince himself. Oh, yeah. To play in the golf tour? Yeah. Man, yeah, I mean, that's nuts. They've Tiger got, Woods uh, is a billionaire. What is he he is a billionaire. He, that is that is true. Me and my dad were arguing about it, and I was like, I don't know. $800 million is just so much money, right? It's but a lot, that's for you, sure. When you've already got fuck you money, I guess... Uh, you can say, no, I don't want to say your fucking theocratic yeah. fucking shit. Fuck you. I mean, he had a massive Nike sponsorship for a very long time. Like He's still got he's that, doesn't good. he? Oh, I thought he lost it when his cheating scandal broke or whatever, but I could be wrong. He was cheating in golf or is he cheating on his wife you're talking about? <laughs> he, he, he did cheat. He cheated. Yeah, yeah I don't remember and, the, all the details of that. Yeah, I don't. No, I all I know is she's doing really well and she's done, you know, nothing in life. So feel no sympathy, no uh no pain for her. Couldn't oh, be for me. His life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The system yeah. took care of her and it is uh an evil system at that. But One they're th- gonna build a line in the desert. All right. It's I'm gonna distracted. be a building. Sorry. No, I. Uh, but that—that's basically the end of my bit. I think uh, it's incredible what we have planned for super constructions. But I think DJ had some thoughts on some Egyptian super projects. Are you talking about the canals that they're planning on building? Oh no, 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 no. They are—they have already done all the planning. They're moving their capital out of Cairo. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. they're moving it. They're moving it way into the middle of the desert so that a uh, no, it's uh, like it's like a kilometer west of Cairo or something like that. It's, I'm pretty it's, sure it's very firmly in the desert. It is yeah, it is in the desert. It is in the desert. Yeah, but it's pretty close but, to Cairo. Yeah, it's not it's not way out of the way. I mean, yeah. you know, for a city, it's out, it's it's quite outside the city in the desert. And from what I've been told, basically the reason is just. So another, uh, what was their big revolt called? The the, the Egyptian Spring. Spring, the Arab Spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, they just they just went. Oh, we don't want that happening again. So we're gonna keep all the people over there, and we're gonna keep all the rich people over here in the desert, where we're importing tons of water, and uh, just just have have either of you seen any of the plans for this thing? No. Yeah, I'm looking at them Ridiculous. right now. Ridiculous. Incredible. Ridiculous. The world's tallest building. Uh, oh, just this damn. this huge unnecessary highway, these dumb American style uh, suburbs, just filled with dumb skyscrapers that they're just gonna jam people <laughs> in. Uh, all of this with this massive greenway down the middle that they basically only want so that it's bigger than uh, uh, what's that big park in New York? Uh, yeah. yeah, they they just want they just want this so that it's way bigger than Central Park. Mad respect. Yeah, they just want this huge green space using all of this water that this desert cannot sustain at all. Yeah, I don't know but... what they're thinking. The, the the Egyptians are in just like terminal decline right now. They're they're run under a junta, right? What what do you know about the Egyptian yeah. go- uh, Egyptian government? But anyways, they are water uh, like dependent on the Nile, right? Everyone knows yeah. that, but they got mm-hmm. uh, neighbors now to the south that are like seriously considering damming that motherfucker, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they could run out of water in a hurry, right? Yeah, Unless in, they in get a, really good at war in a, certain, uh-huh. in, a, in a little bit, but uh, Egyptian government, I think I was looking up. I'm pretty sure they're run by a junta. I... Yeah, 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 it is. Um, yeah. It's... Uh... Is that the Muslim Brotherhood? Think? Or what was that the former government? I think they did change. They rebranded, so to speak. But ah. I think you're right there, Julian. Um, last part, they want. Uh, they want. <laughs> they're calling it the octagon. Oh. Yeah, because they they have these eight perfectly stationed 
just like there's this there's this big complex with the green space right the big building whatever a big statue who cares yeah. and then adjacent to that is the octagon where all of their military yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, personnel and all of the training and all the intelligence it's all going to be right in that one spot in these huge bunkers just such a waste of resources just... wonder where they got that idea oh, i don't know <laughs> where did they get the idea to just make the biggest of everything i don't know <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a Saudi aspiration. I got to hand it to them there. Like, if you build the world's tallest building in Egypt, that would be fucking dope. They had the world's tallest for a little while, right? (laughs) Yep, the title They're trying to, yeah, take the title back. I'm pretty sure the Saudis are going for it at the same time, too, and they already have it, right? Yeah, they've got it now. Actually, now that you say that, I think the pyramids were the tallest building in the world until the Eiffel Tower went up. No, that can't be true. I can't believe it. (laughs) <laughs> How we'll, big? Uh, we'll google it yeah let's google it but uh, le- before we google it i uh i'd love to uh speculate on it for a thing but let's think sure can you think of anything that could be taller i think the uh the temple of the sun in uh new mexico sorry in uh, mexico might be bigger hmm? um built tower like... of pizza no it's really uh, big. Like uh, we can't underestimate how big the fucking Great Pyramid of. I've only ever seen them in media, though. I, you know, it's so hard to visualize. Like, unless you're there, it, I yeah, think unless it's, you're there, going, "Wow, this is big." I think it's like a hundred meters or three hundred feet. I can't. I'm too much of a chimp to visualize that in my brain. That's like you remember sprinting and track and field. <laughs> it, yeah, you'd think I would know what that distance is, right? But no. All right, you got the answer. I give up. Uh, I'm looking. Oh, the first one apparently on this timeline was the Tower of Jericho. Oh, okay. that's so stupid. That's not uh, a like at eight and a half meters. <laughs> uh, a ziggurat in Iraq. What's that? Up until 2600 BC. And then Step Pyramid of Djoser. Cool. Okay. It's Djoser. Pyramids. And that ran from. Oh, wait, those are all three of the pyramids. Pyramid, pyramid. Oh, Great Pyramid of Giza. Okay. Okay. Oh, and the next one, I guess, in the modern era is Old St. Paul's Cathedral. Oh, oh, London. Jolly old London. We love it. That's funny. What year is that? <laughs> 1300s. Uh, that went up in... 1300? Yeah, so they had a good couple thousand years, right? Yeah, the Great Pyramid of Giza, when was that? That was 2500 BC up until yeah 1200 CE. So okay, so like a thousand five hundred year years. <laughs> no more than that. That's like at least three thousand, right? Oh, oh, sorry. I thought you said I thought you said two hundred fifty BC, not twenty five hundred. Oh no. Oh yeah. my bad. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's some. <laughs> that's a good track record right there. Three thousand years, and now they're taking it back. They shared it. They let some other folks try it out, but oh, okay. I, I see where I was confused here. I'm not the seeing Eiffel the power pyramid. knocked off the Washington Monument. Uh, Sorry, uh, what's up? How tall is the Great Pyramid? I got it. I, uh, I have the internet as well. According to this listicle, it's uh, 139 meters. I've got 146, but yeah, doesn't matter. That was probably it was probably like 146 before it started to erode. Yeah, with the, yeah. the capstone that's missing, uh-huh. it's really famous. That's a difference. That's a difference of a Tower of Jericho. That's negligible. Just negligible in my tangent. list here, and what for my purposes. <laughs> so, I uh, I was thinking what what could be taller in the ancient world because it's 139 meters, and I was just looking through the ancient world's list, and uh, the Hagia Sophia. <laughs> was that's not ancient is it 55 it's the last of the ancient 103 the they say the ancient world ends uh when the persians and the romans do their last battle before they get conquered by the arabs that's where historians end the ancient world that's rough it's in the 500s sometime guess guess that checks out because speaking because uh, the you uh, know sorry I, I i just wanted to finish that thought yeah yeah you finish your history nerd shit i'm sorry because <laughs> you know people aren't history right nations are history and so uh man you you made me lose my fucking <laughs> <out there>. uh <laughs> take your time 
Oh. So when we're talking about ancient history, the only way we could be talking about ancient history is states that existed at the time that we are talking about. And so the only states that survived from the times that we all agree are ancient are these uh, East Romans and the Persians, right? And so when they fight each other and collapse, that's the end of the ancient world. Nobody survived beyond that, you know? Well, hang on. Nobody. I'm not being fucking uh, westernly centrist there, centered there. I mean, there was an old Egypt and there's an Egypt now, so I think there's something to be said. For yeah, Egypt. but they speak Arab in Egypt now, and they don't. They never spoke Arab in Egypt until oh, they see. got okay. conquered. Right. Fair enough. All right. Well, was there uh, anything else we were supposed to touch on today? I don't know. We did a full hour. I was so proud. Like, we did. Yeah, uh, we yeah, we squeaked we by. I I, um, I was like really tepid to uh, push the topic of public spaces to next week because I I didn't think I might have a, 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 a triple negative. I uh, I thought I might not have an hour's worth of uh, content to keep us running, but that was not bad. Not bad. Yeah, that was good. Not bad at all. Yeah, and there's a little teaser for next week if these episodes go up on time. Yeah, uh, we'll see. The disappearance of public spaces. It's a good one. It's a good one. Catch y'all later. Yeah. Yeah, bye everybody.